Today we hear this gospel where Simeon and and Anna give great witness to the gift of the Holy Family in the world. And now more than ever, I think we need to look towards the Holy Family for their witness. We need this feast that we have today. Because when we look out at the world around us, we see that the family is not much respected. We see families broken and shattered by the tragedy of divorce. We see families where instead of spending time with each other, they spend time with their screens. We see families who have attempted to redefine what it means to be a family and have unmoored the structure that God gave us at the dawn of creation for our families. The reason for all of this is simple. It's sin. Satan hates the family, and he'll do whatever he can to destroy it. Because it is through the family that salvation comes into the world. If you look at all of the Bible, you'll see that throughout salvation history, God works through the family. Even at the very dawn of creation, Adam and Eve, our first parents, were united, husband and wife, in their original innocence. God, who is a communion of three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, was mirrored by Adam and Eve, who were the pinnacle of his creation. Their communion of love reflected that communion within God. And so they were given the gift of communion with God. But like I said, Satan hated that. He hated them so very much that he continually deceived and tempted them until they fell into original, sh- original sin. And that sin shattered the order of the entire universe. The breakdown of our families, even now, continues to be a tragedy on a universal scale. Because it's in the family where we are supposed to learn how to love one another as God loves himself. And how we are supposed to learn to love others as God loves us. When this love is violated and broken, like I said, the consequences are universal. we continue throughout our salvation history, we see this again and again. Abraham, our father in faith, and his beloved wife Sarah did not receive the gift of a son, of a child even, until they were in their old age. They do show us that the family must always be oriented towards faith and worship of our almighty God. When they did receive the gift of a son, Isaac, They recognized that he was a gift. But we all remember what nearly ended in tragedy with the sacrifice Abraham was called to make. But the story shows us that it was not his son that God desired, but Abraham's faith to follow wherever he might lead. And from Isaac, God promised to bless Abraham with descendants as numerous as the stars. Abraham had no idea that from his family eventually would come the Savior of all the world, the Son of God himself, Jesus the Christ. 
as we continue through the story of our salvation, we see that through the family, salvation or utter disaster occur based on whether they follow God or not. Joseph, the son of Jacob, was sold into slavery in Egypt. But because of his fidelity to our Lord, he saved his entire family by bringing them to Egypt and giving them food in time of famine. King David, his story looks to be going so well. He's extraordinarily successful, victorious in uniting Israel, and seems to follow God. But he breaks up the family of Uriah, and in doing so, rots destruction on Israel. Because of David's violation of what a family ought to be in that and in many other acts, it led to infighting amongst his children, who in some cases slaughtered each other outright. The brokenness of his family led to the breakup of the 12 tribes of Israel. That original covenant family God had put together had been shattered. It would not be until that quiet night in Bethlehem when the family was fully restored to its original glory, where Jesus, Mary, and Joseph provided an antidote to all the ails of the family. They showed us what the holy, pure, and chaste love for one another looks like. What a family that transcends sin looks like. The entire holy family was to be a light to all the world in sight of all the peoples. A witness to the glory of the family that God had made so long ago. And if you think about it, that is where Jesus spent most of his time. The first 30 years of his life were with his mother and with his foster father before he began his public ministry. Think about that. God himself spent 30 years obedient to his earthly parents. He honored them and cared for them. In fact, his first public miracle, the beginning of his public life, was at the celebration of the establishment of a new family. It was the wedding at Cana, where not only did Jesus show us that the family is important, but also we should have a good party to celebrate the beginning of a new family. I think we Catholics have done pretty good in that regard. But his final act from the cross also had to do with family. Before he expired, He gave John to Mary as her son. While there are many reasons he did this, I am sure that one of them, undoubtedly, was that this final act of reverence to his mother would ensure that she would be honored and cared for by John. We all must be attentive and care for our families. We must do whatever we can to build them up and keep them together. And so husbands, love your wives. Wives, love your husbands. Parents, love, teach, and even discipline your children. And children, obey and honor your parents now 
And when they grow old, ensure that you care for them. Above all, we must all love God and put our faith in him because he will bring us all closer together. If we do these things, our families can be a source of peace and redemption to the entire world because the Holy Family will take flesh in our family. We too can become a light to all the nations. I tell married couples this often during marriage preparation. There's something about the love within a family that people can see it. And when they see true love within a family, it's something attractive that they desire for themselves. May we all be that example to everyone around us.